Sorry for the abrupt ending on the music, but I'm operating through my phone right now. I just wanted to lay it down. I didn't want to be in front of all of those computer screens and all of that business. So I kind of said, you know what? I didn't get on my sleep in the last couple of days. Let's just lay down and talk. Just want to welcome everybody in. And for those who are here, I want to know if my sound is coming through good. If you can, I will ask about that. Virgo Smith, yes, yes. Let me know if the sound is good. I'm going through my phone. It may not be the same as my equipment, but you know, every now and then, even even old Scurve has to lay down and do a nice talk. And I think that this is a good position for me to be in because I'm going to attack this particular topic. It's clear, good, good. I'm going to attack this particular topic with surgical precision and the challenge doing shows like this, and I, and I always like to do the difficult topics and do it in a way where everybody comes away satisfied and everybody comes away knowing that I spoke some truth. Now, I don't think I'm the guy who knows everything. I'm still learning a lot. And I speak to a lot of people off of the shows and I learn from their experiences. And they're positions that I may not have been in or I may have been in in this lifetime, but I can always learn by somebody else's perspective. You know, we have many people out here who have different platforms on social media and especially YouTube, and they're just so one-sided. I mean, I don't have to call names, but that's just way, the way it is. They don't consider another perspective. They, they don't, their world, in their world, their mind is made up. You know what I mean? It's like, this is the way it is because this is what I went through. What a world it is. And this is why social media is so clogged up with people who, it, it, they're not going to grow, number one. And it's become, to be honest, a bashing contest of black men bashing black women, black women bashing and putting down black men when in fact in this world, the way that the plans of the oppressor are going, we need each other so much because there's no one else on this planet who can vibrate with us and, and give us that deep satisfaction 
And I'm not just talking about sex. Yeah, that too, that's nice and everything. But the deep satisfaction of moving in sync, building, being together, speaking the same language. And I mean that in a way where how our souls resonate. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm not here to bash any Black women at all. But I must say that there is a faction of our sisters that think a certain way. There's a faction of our sisters that manipulate. If you're a good woman, you have nothing to worry about with what I say in this particular program. Again, I'm going in with surgical precision on something that we most often ignore because it's too uncomfortable to speak about. And we don't want to speak about it because we know it's going to be something where we're going back and forth. I don't go back and forth with people. I speak what I speak. If I say something wrong today or that's off, I will apologize for it tomorrow if you can make me see where I was wrong or where I was in the error, okay? That's, that's just how I get down. So, wow, the name of the topic of the show, Stepdads, basically, I'm not looking at it right now, but it's the backup, the backup plan for single mothers. And I was going to make it longer. I was going to say single mothers. The backup retirement plan for single mothers who have very little options, right? And let's go on before that, before a person is a stepdad. The state of the game today, from what I see and from what I'm hearing from people, okay? I'm going to say it one more time because later on, we're going to go in the, co the comment section. Oh, I, I can't believe you're thinking this about black women. I can't believe you're saying this about black women. Lance, I thought you were different. But no, I'm not talking about all black women. I don't know the percentage of the women that I'm talking about, but the good sisters out there, the upright sisters out there, the ones who don't have secret agendas and hidden motivations, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about that small percentage of women who manipulate, that small percentage of women who use men, who are cunning, who have messed up early on in life with a bunch of kids and they don't have a career, they don't have a way, they may work hard, but they may be struggling and they're looking out for the guy who's gonna step in. Some would say Captain Saverhole, some would say he's a simp, but they love the simp's money and they love the Captain Saverhole's money to get them over that, that, that hump to get their children to be 18, 19, 20 years old and out of the house. When at that time, usually these, these women have no use for you as a stepdad, because you think you're coming into a home, a household, a union with her, and the children would be appreciative of you maybe early on before they get indoctrinated with what's going on in that relationship, or when they f find out that their, step that their real father was a knucklehead, didn't do much, abusive, beating up the mother. Now, this is not every case now. So examples that I throw out, I may throw out 10 examples Maybe one will connect with you and maybe it, it won't. It doesn't mean that all women went through the same situation. Some women who are single mothers have great relationships with the father of their children. Maybe it might be far and few between, but they do if they're not together. So this is not a one size fits all type thing. And again, I'm not bashing all women. I'm going to shut up on that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite into the person who comes in the comment section after this goes up. All right? Good. 
Now, kudos to the single mothers who do the right thing by their children and they have no schemes toward men out there. Kudos, I give you your props. You may have had some misjudgments. Maybe you made decisions that you look back on and say, hey, if I knew better, okay. But you face it and you stand up and, you know, hey, maybe a good man may come along. All right. So I'm not saying that every situation like this is a toxic situation. Sister Oyala, I see you there with your beautiful self. I love you so much righteously. I'm glad you're here. And just let me know. I'm waiting for that phone call. Whenever Oyala calls, I listen. And the stuff she brings is so good. Now, in this day and age, for me, with the almost six decades of life that I've had on this earth, things have changed dramatically, really, really dramatically. And it's hard for men and women in this age group to understand what the dating scene has become in 2023. And even though this is a fresh new year, according to the oppressor's calendar, with 2022, 2021, this is what 2023 is all about. Whenever we have a brand new year come in, according to their calendar, it has no identity. It has no flavor. It's like a new decade that comes in. It doesn't know what it is yet. I remember in 1980, it was a big thing because now we moved into a new decade. 1980, the 70s now were technically gone. But as they celebrated New Year's, what music did they play? Music from 1984, 1989? No, that didn't exist yet. It still had no identity. So we move forward in the hopes that this will be an exciting new time for us. But we're not there yet. So even though we're in 2023, we pretty much know the trajectory of what's going on. And mentally, we're, we're pitted against each other, okay? So for the last few years, let's even say the last decade, if I'm allowed to say that, you know, we had guys, and I'll call his name, Tommy Sotomayor, right? And 10 years ago, around that time, I would say that he was really in his heyday. He was really in his peak. He had a gazillion hits on his videos, and he was very controversial. He's still around now, but the winds have changed now in the dating scene. And I'm not going to say he started it, but he planted the seeds to blame Black women for everything under the sun that was bad. And this is me saying it. I'm not saying it in a venomous way to him, but you know, hindsight is 2020. You look back on things and it's like, wow, I can really see where things were then. And there may have been some who could see what it was, but if there were nuclear arms found in Iran, trust me, Tommy Sotomayor was gonna blame the black woman. If there was a drought somewhere in California, you best believe Tommy Sotomayor was gonna blame the black woman. I mean, there could be an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and it didn't know where it's gonna land. Well, you best believe that somehow, some way, Tommy Sotomayor was gonna get online and blame the black woman. 
So this, this kind of set the scene now because there are a lot of black women coming back on the Pookie and Ray Rays of the world to say how they're no good. And these exchanges happen much to the delight of the oppressor, much to the delight of those who don't look like us, who looked at us as a minstrel show and laughed at how we are not unified because they don't want us unified. Now I'm gonna keep on with the topic, but I just wanna say on TikTok, uh, there's a young lady who basically said on one of her videos, if you're a black woman, I follow you. If, a, if you're a black woman, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be connected to you. I want to speak with you because we are black in this world and we have to unify. And people now, black women and even some black men joined on. And they see this, this, people saw this thing like balloon up, blow up into a positive movement for us. You see, the oppressor doesn't complain when he sees, sees us at each other's neck. You understand? It's entertainment for him. But when they see us get together and they see the black man respect and love righteously the black woman and the black woman love and respect righteously the black man, even just in passing, they got a problem with that. So it was shortly after that white women came on to speak their two cents about what this black sister was talking about unifying with black women. And they had a problem with that. They thought it was racist. They thought it was wrong. This shows you how they think. And why am I talking about how they think? It's because as we bash each other and don't work out our issues and even use social media to work out our issues, it's entertainment for them, and they don't say one word because they like it. Our dysfunction is their entertainment. You see what I mean? So therefore, we're going to talk about the stepdads, but moving it back to dating. This is a precursor to the whole modern-day stepdad situation, which there are elements that have been there all along before social media was around, but it's intensified now. Now, the dating scene... It seems to be a situation from what I can see, and maybe I can't speak on it, but I'm going to speculate because maybe I can't speak on it because I've been off the market for so long. Maybe I can't speak about it because of my age. How am I going to speak about the dating scene for those in their 20s and 30s? And I'm off the market and uh, almost 60 years old. Well, I don't think I'm that dumb. I think I pretty much have a handle on it because this is what I do. I seek out information and I seek out to learn what's going on in the world around me on so many different levels. So if I'm wrong on anything, then hey, just let me know. But here it is. It seems to be a battle. It seems to be no emotion. It seems to be a situation where I'm going to get you before you get me. It seems to be a situation with the men who I don't want love. I just want sex. And the women are like, okay, I want love, but since no, there's no love here and you want sex, I'm going to get out of you more than what you get out of me. And I'm going to try to get money out of you, the dates, make you spend money, and I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up the kitty. I'm not doing this. You're right, NFN Shaka. I understand that. And so many people feel that way, right? So, so many people feel that way. And, and, you know, I was speaking to a dear friend. I know he's probably watching right now, so I'm not going to put his name out there. 
but he broke it down. He says he doesn't even date anymore. He doesn't even date anymore. He's a hardworking brother, professional brother, who has his own property. Maybe by now he has more than one property, but he keeps to himself. He's clean. He's a handsome young brother. I know him personally face to face, but he said he's through. And I said, well, why? He said, listen, I'm not investing in a $200 date with a woman who it's just about her body. It's just about her looks. I'm not a simp. I'm not just going to be used that way. You know, as with anything, he wants somebody who he can see bring something to the table. That, not always money, but where he can get to the next level. Why do this game? And it's just a sex thing because he's not looking for just that, you know, and he didn't want to be that simp, that guy. So he, he focuses on his work. He stays to himself. He's not around a lot of people in his age group because of the work that he does. He's always around older people and he's living clean. And I can vouch for this, this brother. If there's anybody looking for a good brother, he's a good brother, you know, in Central Florida. But he's through with it. And I told him, I said, really and truly, that's the best thing you can do right now. Just like NFN Shaka said, that's the best thing, date yourself. Meaning that you're equipped to date somebody, you, you know, you know we, 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 we're men, we're women, we're social beings, we're supposed to be with each other, but this mentality has messed things up and there are a lot of brothers out here who are not gonna play the game. And I don't blame you because if I was coming up in this particular time, I'd do the same thing. But there's forces in this universe, and I'm gonna tell you, for those who are not interested in dating, who are staying to themselves, who are not open for it, there will be somebody that will come into your life. Why? Because your very lifestyle sends up a signal to the universe, and I ain't talking no cosmic crap. I'm telling you how it is. You are a good woman or a good man. That will be arranged for you, and it will happen effortlessly without you trying. It will happen, and you won't even realize it's happening before your mind kicks in and says, wow, this is a nice person. This is a good person. That's the way it happens. Like I always refer to with the birth rates in the world, there's a mysterious force that's there that keeps it pretty much 50-50, 47-53 of births of male to female, maybe 45-55. But it's not one year where within that period, we have 5% males and 95% and, and females. It moves around a little bit, but it's pretty much stable. Whenever you have somebody who is worthy, it will be arranged by this universe eventually. And people say, well, that's too long to wait. It may be tomorrow and maybe 30 years from now, you might be 20. And it may not be where you're supposed to have anybody at that particular time. But the one thing for sure, you won't be leapfrogging from one relationship to the next. So many of us in this age group that I know, because we spent more time on this earth because we were born a little earlier. We have jumped from this relationship, this rela that fling, that affair, that booty call, this and that. It's too much. Imagine if you can go back and gather up all of that energy that you spent leapfrogging from one sexual tryst to the next 
emotional relationship, really understanding that the wild that the person's not into you. They needed a place to live. They needed somebody to stabilize them while they went through the transition. I'm not saying it's all bad, but these are real things. So now many are backing off of that. Or maybe we're a little open for it, but we still focus on the business at hand. We focus 85% on business and elevating ourselves, but we still keep the door cracked mentally that if somebody came along, we might be open to try them out. You see what I mean? Welcome, Queen V. How are you today on this beautiful day? Well, I know it is beautiful over here. I don't know what the weather is like anywhere else, right? But this is it. Now, I'm going to get up here and take a sip. For some reason, my lips have been dry. I've been drinking a lot of water. I've been sweating, though. I've been sweating and working a lot. Hold on a second while I sip this water. It'll be a little silence for a second. Woo! Ah, boy, I'm telling you, you will sweat out here in Africa. Trust me. Again, I want to say for those who are just coming in, this is not a show to bash anybody. But again, like I said, we always go in on these topics with, sur with surgical precision. And I'm laying down so it may sound a little, you know, different. Yes, I'm glad that you're here also. We have so much to catch up when we catch up and talk a little bit. But moving forward, you have men out here who get to a certain age. It might be 25, it might be 45, 35, whatever it may be. And they feel as though they have met or encountered a woman who may have children. May have, either you do or you don't, right? <laughs> Let's just say, because we're talking about stepdads, right? That she does have children, right? Now, situations are different. Lots of situations are different. You know, we have the stereotypical woman who, let's exaggerate to prove the point. She got 10, 10 kids by 10 baby daddies. Most men are like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that, right? Because there's something wrong here. There's, there's definitely something wrong. And it's a situation where you got 10 baby daddies out there that have to deal with these women. And then they have to deal with each other because somebody's going to bump into somebody. Somebody's going to know something. Too complex a situation with too many emotions, too many arguments. Because if that woman was a good woman, making good decisions, it wouldn't be that extreme. Now we understand that when you're young and emotions get involved or you're exploring or your world is not that expanded yet, doesn't mean you had to travel the world, but your world is not as expanded as it would be 20 years from now. Because how many times have we said to ourselves? Boy or girl, whatever it is, you got down there. Boy, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't be involved in a lot of the sugar, honey, iced tea that I had to go through. But the bottom line, when you go through the sugar, honey, iced tea, it gives you this thing called experience. And sometimes we have to face these things the hard way because the bad choices 
force us to deal with certain consequences and we can't get away from it. So lots of times we enter into something because our mindset is not as expanded. Maybe we didn't have an elder to give us advice to say, hey, let me break this down to you. And it's funny because I've had people share things with me and lots of times I was stubborn and went on and did what I wanted to do because of maybe the carnal lust. You notice women may not be good for you, but you ain't thinking about that. You looking at what's in front of you right now. I got to jump on that right now. I don't know about forever, but I damn sure know about tonight. Now, I wasn't stupid back then, but I'm a man. And I made decisions and took chances on lots of situations that gave me a ton of experience. So it's from that mindset from which I speak. So again, I'm not bashing anybody. But then you have a level-headed guy who he may not be exclusively looking for a single mother. Now, on a side note, I have known men that have later on been discovered that they were looking for single women that had female children so they can step on in and as those children got older or even at the young age that they are and their sick minds, they got with that woman just to get to those children. I know one, I used to work with one that later on it was discovered that not only did he get with this woman, you know, she just had a child maybe like mm, two years before that and he got with her. She took him as her father because, you know, she, the little girl knew that that wasn't the father, but he was so kind and loving and, and he groomed her. So by the time she was uh, 15, 16, she was pregnant, carrying, you know, carrying his child. And the mother didn't know. And she didn't reveal who the father was, the young girl. But even now, the father, who is married to her mother, took care of the child so well. Oh, yes, this is my grandbaby. And I love this child so much. But it was a cover for the relationship that they had. So single mothers, be careful who you let into your home. Be careful who you let around your children. This stuff is out now. There's no excuse. If something is real, it will stand the test of time, but children are off limits, especially when you had them before this man comes into your life. I'm gonna jump around and make sense of it all. It's like when you, when you're sewing together an outfit and you have all the different pieces laid out. And so you grab this piece and sew it and then grab that piece. But at the end of the day, you'll have a beautiful dress or a beautiful suit to wear. So we want to get to certain parts now. So I always put that out there. Be very careful. Don't be head over heels on how this man is accepting of your children, even if they're little boys also. You have these guys who come into your life that want to molest boys or girls or both. It doesn't matter. And they will put up such a good front. But going back to this now, you have many mature men who know life and they know when they see a good woman. They know that good woman may have made a misjudgment early on. And then 
got into a relationship with somebody she thought she was actually going to be with and it didn't work out. So now she got two kids, right? That little teenage child or when she was a teenager, you know, we're doing dumb things. We don't understand the, the, the consequences of our choices. Granted, now you get into your 20s or maybe near 30 and you're in a relationship. So I can't knock you for that when you have it that way. You got to excuse the first one if it's in the teens, right? As far as children are concerned. You know, as a man speaking, okay? So you're a mature man and you see this hardworking woman who has her act together now. And she seems to be, you know, accepting of her reality. And she's incrementally taking steps to improve the quality of her life as well as, as the quality of her children. And you see she's not out there. You see she's not messing around with a bunch of guys. You see she's not flirtatious with everybody. You see she's not dressing for unwanted attention, which she probably wants it if she's that kind of woman, right? So as a man, you're like, you know what? The other guys may say, oh, I'm not going to mess with her. I'm not a captain to save a hoe. I'm not a, I'm not a simp. I'm not some nerdy dude who can't get any play from a woman who is in a better situation. But you choose because you see that, you know, she may have made a misjudgment in her teen years, but the relationship she went through before, they were together a couple of years. They tried, but it didn't work out. And you say, hey, I, can, I see I can work with this woman. She goes home after work, takes care of home and the children. She's not out there messing around with anybody, but she may not have super excess funds. And that's okay. She's making ends meet and she's doing what she has to do. So you say to yourself, and in your talking with this woman, as you get to know her, you're like, wow, I say, I, I, you're a real good woman and I could really see myself with you. But see, very few people have those intelligent conversations ahead of time. We just jump right on into stuff. Now, every situation between a man and a woman who may have those dynamics going on in their life, her as a single mother, you know, and her, him as a single man who, you know, wouldn't mind uh, going into a relationship with this woman, regardless of the fact that she has those two, those two children. So they make the move and he gets involved with her. And those two children, one might be eight or nine, the other one might be like damn near newborn or whatever, young teenager, different combinations because those ages make a big difference in how those children treat that step stepfather. If they know their father and they know their father was a knucklehead and you're a good man and you're not trying to be their father, you're just in a position of being a father. Now you might have some children of your own and have experience on how to raise children, but you're not coming in heavy handed. You're just trying to have a relationship with this good woman who has these children. I've seen situations where it has worked out, but <laughs> there's always that but. <laughs> there's always the but that gets that man in trouble when he's looking at it and it looks so delicious. He might see somebody and be driven by his lower desires. He's a smart man who's made good decisions, but now he's getting a little older and this woman might be a little younger, not much, but he's looking at how good she looks. Oh, man. And she seems to be open and receptive to our conversations. You know, you're not figuring out 
the distance or the proximity that you have to her children. Because this is a very, very, very complex situation. And I'm not knocking single mothers. There are a lot of good ones out there, but there are a lot out there who are nightmares. There are, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty now. There are a lot who's out there who are just looking for the man to supplement their income and get them over the hump until those kids are grown. And after that, they'll give you their ass to kiss. There's some women out here who will have multiple men. You know, it used to be back in the day, you have a woman who is single and she has a sugar daddy. And that so-called sugar daddy is going to supplement or take care of most of her bills. And in return, she may not have the time to go out on the night in the town. Maybe she has a friend who can babysit the children. Or maybe, you know, he'll pay for it, take her out, whatever. But in the middle of the week, on the weekend, no matter what, you're on call like a fireman. Because when that sugar daddy wants to come around 2 o'clock in the morning and receive the services that your beautiful lips can provide, you better be there for him. That's the only drawback. But see, sugar daddies don't exist as much as they used to. Yeah, they have the sugar babies websites and different things. They're out there. We're talking about a local situation and that one person who can be that sugar daddy for you. It doesn't work that way. I know now personally women who have three and four and five and six sugar daddies. Sugar daddies are broke now. A lot of times they can't even handle their own bills as much, but they, 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 they want that convenience of being in, able to sail in and sail right on out without direct responsibility, decisions, whatever. Let me just come on over, do my thing while the kids are asleep, take you out every now and then, and here's some money. And there's a lot of dudes out there doing that right now. There are a lot of women who have confessed to me. I, I don't know. I've always had it where women have always opened up to me. But I never take advantage of them and spread these stuff all out in the world or gossip about them or look at them as though they're less than. Never have I done that. But I've had women... There's one lady in Orlando who used to ride the bus with me. She had six sugar daddies. I'm like, why you got so much money? I'm saying, and I'm talking to her for real. She said, listen, let's open up and talk. She says, I'm not coming on your talk show because my voice is so different. You know, she had a really high-pitched voice. It was way, it was like Michelet. You know, she had that um, really high-pitched voice. So she was telling me, she says, listen, each sugar daddy knows that there's another sugar daddy. And that makes it easier for them. So I'm helping them out of their pocket. I'm like, you really saying this to me? I can't believe it. You know, so this is what's going on. And there are a lot of extreme situations out here going on in the world that even today we get shocked when it pops out. And there's some things we'll never discover. But when, when, when everything falls and crashes and the word comes out, you know, we don't have to wait on the news to tell us things, and certain things won't even be told on the news if it was the way it was done in the old days. But social media, let somebody grab a piece of a story and put it out there, and people do more research and put even more out there. It's, it, it, there's no regulation. You mess up, it's out there, and you can't pull it back. But you have that type of single mother who is looking for a man to be their backup retirement plan. And with many of these types, and again, we're not speaking about all women or all single mothers with these, some of these types on a negative level, 
they will put forth the best imagery to you. It's like fishing. That worm or bait on the hook better look good as, it, as it's floating out there in the water for that fish to go and take a bite. Because you know fish are getting smart now. <laughs> a lot of times you're out there fishing for hours. And it's like, wait a second, I can't, I can't catch anything. And the fish are hanging out, hanging around the hook, looking at the worm. You put too much worm on the on the hook, they can bite it and get some of the worm and not get caught up in the hook. And that's what a lot of men do. They come around a lot of single women, single mothers, and it's like, you know what? I'm gonna act like I'm gonna be a stepdaddy eventually, but guess what? I'm taking the fun and I'm out. So a lot of single women, single mothers have adapted their game, those who look at this thing like a game, right? And they've evolved to the point where it's like, uh-uh, I'm, even I'm not giving it up too fast. And it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the man and that woman. And she has kids, and that, that, that is a ready-made family and a package deal. But what a lot of these guys fail to understand is that that woman of those types of single mothers, again, not all women, not all single mothers, but that type, that, that type, they're not looking for super longevity. They're looking for relief right now. And a lot of these men, I won't call them Captain Save a Hole. And I'm not trying to say the sisters are hoes. I don't, I don't do that. They're somewhat hoish behavior. And may they wake up from it. But in all of that sense, a lot of us were raised in a very de decent manner to expect the fact that we'll get treated good if we treat the woman good. But a lot of times it's not about that. It's about that money. It's about that security. And then you have these brothers who they're not really on their own completely. They are, but they're struggling. And they think if they get with one of these single mothers who may be subsidized by the government on that financial level that, whew, my dollars can stretch a lot more, even though she has children. They can split the price and split the cost of so much. So that's the way it goes. You got to know what you're dealing with. So now we understand that not, not all single women or single mothers are bad. And we have some good ones out there that are doing the damn thing that's not asking a man for anything. Not a penny. But if it comes along, as a man, you're supposed to do and take care of your woman. And if she does have children, yes, that, that is now your responsibility. So take your time and know what you're getting involved with and take time. Don't just get around somebody for a season and figure you know them. See, some people are so good at masking their true character that they can mask it for years. And after years of being with them, they show you who they really are. There's a lot of these single mothers who are not even into the men that they're with, that they marry. They're not into them. They tolerate them because that paycheck is coming in. So brothers who don't understand this have got to understand this. Take your time. Of course, you know, you got to take time before you get involved with somebody. You got to take time before you live with somebody. I'm not going to say I'm so much of a puritanical person that, oh, no, 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 you must wait for marriage and so on. So times are hard. I understand. If you're really about getting with somebody, 
hey, why not combine the finances under one roof? I understand that. That's a big factor today. So I'm not going to knock you and say, well, you need to be engaged. You need to date. You need to you, you court them or whatever. It's like, listen, I know I want you and you want me. And I figure that I know who you are pretty much. And I think you've been honest. The problem is when there's no honesty. And you have the single men who marry the single woman who has kids, who feels that, and I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all how it is out here, y'all. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They feel they can have a captive woman at home because she has the kids and they're young. So she has no leeway. So he can have someone at home that he can cheat comfortably on. We have a lot of those arrangements. They go into the situation figuring she's handcuffed, thinking that, especially when he has money, okay, we could be together. And he feels that she has to kiss his ass and suck his thing every day because, because he's a knight in shining armor, but he just wants something of a stable home and a stable home base because he's really a player. You know what I mean? Yes, you're right, Shaka. You're right. Master Glam, I see you just coming on in. And understand, Master Glam, like I say with every other show, I'm not talking about all single mothers or all single women, but we're going in for those who fit that mode, the ones who are what we'll say bad. Now, not, not everybody's bad completely. It doesn't mean if it's a single mother who is basically a gold digger looking for a man to pay her bills and be a retirement backup plan that she's going to take a gun and shoot somebody in the head or she's going to poison somebody. You know, we have some people out here who are in the church who'll do that, who have the facade of looking so good, right? So we're not saying it's everyone. So I'm not being a guy bashing uh, women. Um, I'm just telling it like it is for those who are in that category. Like we know all men are not dogs, all women are not this way. But for those, we're going to talk about it. So we all have different reasons. Reasons, reasons that we live. <laughs> if you must say reasons, I think of that song. That little sound bite in my head. But we all have our reasons. And we got to dig down and be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves when we get into a relationship. A lot of times we know we're not ready for that relationship. And we're 80% there. And we just figure, well, you know, let's just let me just take a chance. I won't be discovered. And while no one is really 100 percent, right, because we're always learning things about ourselves. You know, I'm learning things about myself at almost 60 years old that I didn't know when I was 40 or 30. There were things that I said years ago that I would not tolerate. And then later on, you tolerate or things you say, nothing like wild or whatever, but just ah, I'm not into that. There's certain foods I look at and say, oh, God, that food looks nasty. It always turns my stomach. Then I take a bite. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this thing was so good. So we're always in a, in a state of flux, learning who we are and knowing who we are. And that's why sometimes if 20 years ago we, we got with somebody, it could be a really bad situation because we, we didn't have the sense or the spirit of discernment to understand what th this person was all about, even though the red flags were screaming at us. Because men could be duped into a lot of things. I'm not saying these uh, single mothers with children are pred predatory, but in most cases, they're passive predators. They know that you're lonely. They, they, they know you're a man. And ain't nothing wrong with being horny. 
pretty much most of us in this daggone chat room and listen to the show ain't but 24 hours from an orgasm. Within the last 24 hours, whether we did it with somebody or used our hand, there's some who didn't within the last week, the last month, unless you're in a rut. So we're human beings. We crave the touch. It's not just a sex thing. We want love. We want to belong. We have single men out here who want to belong into something and be respected and looked up to. Not a Captain Saver Ho, but somebody who wants to give back and make the woman feel secure. We have some good men out here who will take on the challenge of when they say then they take on the challenge of another man's DNA. But it's a very risky thing. And the dating scene as it is has made most men not even want to deal with another single woman because they're tired of the games and the scams. And it works both ways for the women also. We have career women who may not be the stereotypical as they presented online, the modern woman. But she is a modern woman where she has a career and she goes into it deeper because she can't deal with the bull crap that a lot of these men are coming with. But we're speaking about the single men with the single women who are mothers and they use you for a retirement backup plan. We will talk about the men and we'll do the flip side of it tomorrow. And it may not be where, oh, you know, you have a single woman and he has kids with it, because usually it's not that way. It's not usually that way. You have situations like that, but you know, you very seldom have scheming single dads. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna find a good woman and use her. And you have them out there. Trust me, you do. But for the women who are like that, it's a hell of a game because these stepdads can find themselves in a situation that's literally heartbreaking. And as those children get older, they can be so disrespectful. Yeah, I know I'm not your daddy, but I've been paying the bills here. Give me the respect. And they ain't going to respect you. Because a lot of times when that, that father of those children, if he's alive, now we have unfortunate situations sometimes where you have that mother who is a single mother but the father was a good father, but he was in a bad accident or had a sickness that was terminal that took him out. So you can't put that on every woman you see with a bunch of kids in the supermarket. I know a very good woman who was with a man who was very affluent, but his mistake and her mistake was that he never let her learn and grow. He wasn't controlling, but he wanted to pamper her so much that he handicapped her development. And so when he got into the accident that killed him, she didn't even know how to pay bills. She didn't know how to balance a checkbook. So any good man is gonna wanna empower that woman to do and be independent for herself. And again, she was homeless. She lost everything. Friends and family who acted like they were gonna help, they just robbed the blind. Within a three year period, and I don't know, my phone is looking kind of stupid right now and acting up. Um, let me know. Oh, I'm seeing Jack Griffin. Jack Griffin. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> my brother. Man. <laughs> yes, that's my brother from, from way back in the 70s. We go way back. <laughs> let me see what, um, yeah, Master Glam said. 
I remember Mama Scurve did one video a while back speaking on being a woman and mother, the choices we make, but single moms need guidance, especially the ones who aren't moms yet. And yes, you know, I mean, to be honest, Mrs. Scurve and I had a lot of growing pains in that particular situation. And I will say this, that you have many fathers who did wrong. They're not with the mother anymore, but they were very abusive. And when they see a man come around who has the right intention, now he wants to come back and be a father because he can't stand the sight of another man being around his children. Well, if you did the right thing from jump, you wouldn't have to worry about that. See? So there are good women, good women out here who have issues dealing with that whole stuff. It's a very complex situation, and it's not a thing where it's one size fits all. But these men these days and the women these days, we have stripped away the real foundation, the real principles of a good marriage. They're stripped away. We're just following our crotches. We're led by our hormones. Yeah. And you do have them, and you have to keep it in check. See, it's not the penis or vagina or the testosterone or estrogen that you have that's wrong. God made you that way. But you got to guide it. And you can't put yourself in a situation where critical thinking goes out the door, out the window, because you look at this juicy backside or this inviting cleavage or these lips that look like they can do something to, to you to put you in the fetal position for the next three days. You can't be led by that because that's always going to be a factor if you're on that lower vibrational level. And it's hard. You know, this thing is, it's hard to, to walk the straight and narrow. I'll be the first to admit that. But you, as a man, as a woman, you, you got to submit to the law. Like Positively Angela says every Monday night, and you miss it. If you're not watching that show, you got to watch it. We had one last night. Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Positively Angela gets on, and she, she, she puts it down, seriously puts it down. So I suggest that you go back and listen to some of those older shows. But we don't, um, we've given up. We are renegades to divine principle and divine law, and we have to pay the consequences for that or face the consequences or deal with the consequences. All through my life, I will admit, I've made some dumb ass decisions and had to face the consequences. But I took it on the chin like a man, and it wasn't always good. So when I speak a certain way, I'm telling you, it's not because I'm so smart, Listen, I went in the backyard with the lights out and a dog was back there living in a doghouse and I stepped in the doo-doo many a time. So because now people think, oh, you're so wise, you know so much. No, I know where not to step now because I know where the doo-doo is. I ain't slipping and sliding and getting the grooves of my new sneakers jammed up with mold <laughs> all between the grooves. Got to walk through the grass and that don't get up in the grooves. You go inside and, oh, what is that stinking? Oh, <laughs> no way. And we know that when we learn our lessons the hard way, they'll never happen again. We got to really be foolish to go back and make the same mistakes. So we got to go back to submitting to righteous law in dating when we're open to, I hate to say seeking, because people say, I'm not seeking nothing. They don't want to admit that. Yeah, we're seeking a mate. We are complete, yet we are not complete. It wasn't made that way. Man is supposed to be with woman 
and woman is supposed to be with man. Now, I know people are going to get up on here with the little rainbow thing and get mad at me and whatever, but those rules, I don't know about that other stuff. That's a different spirit. We need to build community again. We need to stop these games of, of, of lust, games of luring people in to get in their pockets and having relationships that we're not really into, but what the person can afford us for our security, that's what we get. Oh, girl, I see you got a good one. But do you love him? Uh, I, I guess I'll grow to love him. But, you know, my life changed a whole lot. I hardly had bus fare last year. Now I'm driving a luxury drop-top vehicle, girl. Girl, go on. You get it. And that's encouraged. Even when we know that woman's not into the man, there's a lot of sisters out there that will encourage that. But it's weird because we have sisters out here who talk about how bad men are, how they're dogs, and some of them may be single mothers, and they'll turn around when they have sons, and the son gets to a certain age, you know, seven, eight years old, nine years old, you can see that this little son is going to be a handsome young man when he grows up. You can see that if he gets the build of his daddy, he's going to be, be physically appealing to women, and these same women who were hurt by a man, <laughs> Boy, your son, he going to have all the girlfriends. Why are you encouraging this? And you know the pain of dealing with a man who has that mentality. Why? You see how it is? You see how we have this double-edged thing going on and we have to face those consequences? You were saying that. You were saying that. And now he goes and gets three girls pregnant and don't know what to do. He's working a little job, making minimum wage, and he got to split that bad boy up for child support. And you want to say how bad these women are. But you were encouraging it. I see you over there on the stoop talking about, uh, how many is that now? You, you got five girlfriends. And you got five disasters waiting to happen. Take away his whole 20s and 30s because he got to pay child support as he should. As he should. And even that's not enough because you got to be in your child's life. And that's the biggest pain when you deal with a woman who now wants to spite you and control you and keep you away from your children to the point that even when they get older and you reach out to them, they're so indoctrinated. They tune you out because they made their mother made them fight their battles, their toxic age old battles because she didn't keep you and want to control you. See, again, I'm not demonizing all women. I'm not demonizing single mothers. You know, you get guys that marry you and they're stepdads, but you better be ready. I would not encourage, even if the woman didn't have any children, take your time. And that goes for the sisters also, because you got some dudes out here with some jacked up backgrounds. I'll throw a few examples of what I've observed and experienced through friends and acquaintances and associates. There was one lady I knew, I won't say, many, about two decades ago, and she got with this guy and she was running around telling everybody, this is the best situation I've been in. The man, he makes money, you know, he's a gentleman, he knows how to cook. I wake up, he's up early, he cleans the whole house. See, that's the love bombing period, right? That was a period of, of, of him love bombing her. That's the down payment to get your foot in the door. Because a lot of times we always 
show our representative. Like the dude who's at the club, he done took a cab to the club, but he's jiggling keys by the bar with a Mercedes-Benz uh, keychain logo on it. And you see that, you don't know what, and they're all Benzes out in the parking lot. There's always a Benz in the club parking lot. And you think, oh, I think it's that Mercedes I saw, that new top of the line went, oh my God, I gotta talk to him. And he's living in his mama's basement, which is nothing wrong with that. When you're a certain age, right? And situations are different. The mama might be sick and single, whatever. You might be the one paying the bills. Who knows? But no matter what the situation that you get yourself involved in, you need to investigate. So this woman was going around telling the and she was getting into details too. She had to really put the icing on the cake. And you know you're going to have sisters out here who are going to listen. He did, he did what, girl? He, he, what? He took you out last night? And uh, that restaurant is expensive. Yes, 1987. <laughs> it is in the shop. <laughs> and he's trying to get you to pay for it so he can trick off and go get other women, right? You tell everything. And then you, 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 you're kind of happy, but you need to keep your mouth shut because you might be setting yourself up for a fall and a great embarrassment. So she was telling the girls what he was doing in the bed. Oh, girl, you know, I, I wouldn't tell nobody that, but I, I, I kind of like that when he when he does that. That's that's kind of freaky. Listen, as a former bus driver for many years, I've heard a lot of conversations. I've heard a lot of conversations long before I was a bus driver back then. Just in life, my ears were like invisible satellite dishes that would always pick up the. I don't care if it was down the block. I always heard something. Like I said, my hearing is so good. My sight is still good. My senses are still good, but my hearing is so good, I can hear a gnat fart a thousand worlds away during a hurricane. So don't whisper around me. I'm going to pick it up. I'll probably hear your thoughts also. You know, I'm not a person who has been in the church all my life. I was raised there, but, you know, my mother always told me, you have a way of discerning spirits when you're, when you're right, when, when you're focused. And I do, you know, um, that's just the way it is. So they get married and she finds out that he has this big down payment on the house. Come to find out that the money, it's real money. But over the years, she found out things about him. So they were going to the whole thing with the whole house. You know, even though you have money, the down payment, you know, they got to check your credit. They have to do this and do that. And when they ran that credit, this joker had kids all over the country. I'm not saying he had 50 kids, but he had about like six or seven children that she didn't know about. And they were quite young. And he was paying child support. The child support was, was caught up. But the fact like, wait a second, how are you paying all this money? He was making good money on a job that he had, but that wasn't really the overall source of his income down through the years. She also saw his emails, right? And this is like right around the time we were doing computers and stuff like that, about maybe, you know, everybody was getting like 2001, 2002, whatever, about 20 years ago, about two dec decades ago. And he'd walk away and leave his stuff open. She'd sit there and not ramble through his stuff, but it was all this gay stuff, like, like you know, HIV prevention and all of this and all of that. Well, he was in good health. He didn't have AIDS, but 
you know, pretty much what you're into, you get a lot of emails from other companies that, you know, third-party situations that will forward stuff, right? So, like, if you look at my email list, I have several emails, but most of them, you'll see technological things dealing with streaming and the newest equipment to stream, you know, different programs for editing. You'll see a lot of that stuff. You'll see a lot of boxing, because I love boxing. And you'll see a lot of bodybuilding stuff. You'll see a lot of vegan stuff, a lot of stuff with foods. and You know, the way we live is what you'll see in an inbox, you know? So she saw those things and she was like asking him, she's like, why do you have, you know, I wasn't snooping. He didn't mind. And he's like, well, you know, I just want to keep up on top of my health, whatever, whatever. But the closer the time to when they got married, she realized that, you know, there's some people whose sexuality is secret, but homeboy, half the dudes or three quarters of the dudes at the wedding were gay. Now, if that doesn't, <laughs> if that doesn't make you think, because like they say, if you want to know a person, show me their friends. You know what I mean? If you want to really know a person, show me the friends that have stuck with them over the years and consider them a friend. And sometimes, like even me, out of most of my friends, I'm, I'm, I'm one who's a, maybe a low achiever. But they know I'm a decent person deep down, and they know and can vouch for me on what I will do and I won't do. Even though I have a lot of F-ups in my life, not that I've been locked up or uh, drugs, you know, just the, just the girlfriends. Y'all know my weakness. That's the women. That's always been the, the weakness. That's my cocaine. Let's be real about that. I can sit there and blast this out to strangers and let you know that. So now you'll understand me as I come up, come to find out this dude had way more money than what his salary indicated, yet he had the child support stuff on him that she never knew about with the children that she never knew about. Another red flag. Why can't you say that? Why, what, what is it to hide? But the biggest thing was that he was tricking or actually <laughs> he had tricks. He was messing with gay men for money. And he didn't stop. She eventually saw another email and there was a dude, you know, when can I see you type thing. Like She's like, whoa. The dude was bisexual. He ran in certain circles and the gay dudes that were at his party, a lot of them, it's like, well, what does your friend do? Oh, you know, he's between jobs right now. You know, he's got a few things he's looking into. Always some vague stuff. But he gay and flaming. Unbelievable. So you, you, you have to almost these days be paranoid unless you know from the root who this person is. You see? Unless you grew up with them and knew them as a teenager and you come up and you know their family and, and you can have, that's the way it's supposed to be. Not just jumping around stuff. And like I said, I done jumped around a lot of times. Relationships, marriage, flings, one night stands, multiple partners. And I thank the creator for keeping my bloodstream clean and my mind sane, even though I've been in situations that many people, it would drive them insane. But I have, you have to face those things. That's the only way you're going to learn. That's the only way you can maintain your sanity. Especially now when we have the spiritual element in this whole thing. With a lot of these women who are like that, who are gold diggers, who are looking to use a guy to marry them, to become a stepdad, to get to their finances, 
There's a spiritual element. There's a lot, and again, it's not just women. This is the topic today, so this is what we're speaking about. There are a lot of women out here who are spiritually wicked. There are a lot of women out here that a man would say, no, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do this. And she down there, he's at work, and she's swallowing the next man's generation. I know of a situation like that. I can't say names. But this dude was head over heels over this woman. And he was a little younger than me. Well, yeah, about 20 years younger than me. And he didn't have the experiences I had. I'm an old, crusty veteran. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm an I'm a old, wily, ring-wise veteran in this thing. And I still have my weaknesses, right? But I've been there, done that. It's pretty much with women, most situations I've been in, good, bad, and ugly, freaky, and upright. He wasn't like that. He always came to me for information or advice. And what he loved about me is that I gave him the raw advice. You know, I wouldn't, I didn't say wrong advice. I said raw advice, right? So he was telling me about her and everything. She was from the Caribbean, not a major island, but you know, we didn't know much about her that way. And from what it appeared to be, she seemed to be all right. But I have to say, and it's not just the Caribbean thing, but if you deal with somebody from another country, not, it's not because they're from another country. It's just the same way as if you're dealing with somebody from another state, another part of the city that you don't know. You don't know their history. They can tell you anything. So it's not a Caribbean thing, right? It's not a, it's just a, this is out of my circle thing. So you got to be extra careful when it comes to that. She was pretty. She had a very nice physique. I say physique because it wasn't lust driven when I see her, when I would see her, it was like, okay, she has, and I, you know, me being a former bodybuilder, I, I, I look at it that way. If I said body, then that's something else. Like we think about, oh yeah, she got a nice body. That's good for what you want to do after, you know, after hours. But she had a very nice physique, very nice. She kept herself up well, but you got to understand that there's a lot of single women out here who weaponize their bodies. Now it doesn't mean that if you go to the gym, and take care of yourself. Yeah, see, she got a nice body. Be careful, she's weaponizing it. It doesn't mean that. And she can just be into the gym because she's into the gym. And you see her because she's wearing something that's a little revealing, you know, but I feel in gyms that when we go to the gym, we should be going to the gym. I should not be able to see, you know, that little tunnel between your legs <laughs> and the butt cheeks hanging behind it. That's too tight. It's too tight. I should be able to see all up in every whatever and see your shape. Wear something loose. It's better that way. You know what I mean? Go there with a purpose, do what you do. But I used to go to the gym. And you know, I used to compete as a bodybuilder. All these girls come around me bending over. Why do you want to do all these bending over exercises? I'm looking in the mirror. They get between me and the mirror and they clips the mirror. And I got all these butts in my face. And I was extreme. As much as I was wild sexually back in those days, when I went to the gym, I did not play. I'd turn around, grab the weights, and go to another corner and face into a wall where you can't get between me and them because I'm going to get it. Anything I do, if it's drawing a picture, detailing it, I don't, my focus, when I focus on something, I focus. I'm not easily distracted. Like I always say, whenever I used to go to the gym back as a teenager and some little girl came over my house, I'm like, oh, girl now, but that's what I'm underage. I'm talking about. Look, they might be performing an act on me, and this is what you heard when it was time to go to the gym. That's right. Pop right on out. What are you, you? You're stopping? Yeah, it's time to go to the gym. 
Oh, my God. Why don't you let me finish? No, we'll finish later on. I did not play. I wasn't taking those steroids. So I had to really get it because I knew guys I was going to compete against that were going to be on drugs. I already had a disadvantage. I'm going to sit here and waste it with you. I'm not mad at you, but business is business. See? So you have women who weaponize their bodies, who are deceptive. Who can be like that gadget that the locksmith sticks in the lock and it can sort of morph into what the key was? This little part comes up and fits in and becomes with, with the tumblers and you can open it. So they read you quickly. Remember, I'm not going to call these types of women I'll call demonic. These types of women have an inverted sense of, of, of gift of discernment. They will scan you. Just like when you have, uh, uh, you know, the code that, that they scan the cash register. Let me scan this and see the price. They scan you. They see and don't let them be in a club or be. It doesn't always have to be a club's are played out anyway. But a situation where they live across the street or they encounter you on a job and they can be off at a distance. You really don't know them that good, but they're observing you. They overhear what you say on the phone. They watch your movements. They see if you're a nerd and the easy catch. You see what I mean? So that's one thing that a lot of women over the years that have been attracted to me even into the older years, knowing that I'm off the market, but they sense the bad boy in me. I can tell you were something, you were something else when you were young. You you were an old freak. I, I could see that. I'm like, I never said to you like that. How could you say that about you don't even know me? I, I, I can sense it. Um, you can give me a call later on. Here's my number. Like, oh, damn, for real? <laughs> that means you're like that. Birds of a feather flock together. I mean, I might be that cab that's out of service right now. How are you going to wave me down? You don't know. But they can see it in you. And they can see your basic makeup. Come on now. You might see a woman by herself walking down the street. And this is for males and females. You see a woman walking down the street, right? First thing out your mouth, she's a lesbian. Why? You can see that mark on her. Doesn't mean you can always see what's in a person that way because they have their own cloaking devices, just like, you know, Scotty on Star Trek. Captain, the lithium crystals, they're about to fail. We cannot run this cloaking device that, that much longer. But they can cloak themselves. But I'm good. You got to be real good. I can take a look at a person. Like, mm -hmm, this is what they're into. This is what they do. This is what they like. Lash, how, how you know all that? This experience. Come on now, let me give you an analogy. You know when you first learned how to drive and you're driving down the street, might be, might be a one-way street, right? And you're so scared, you're watching the mirrors, you're driving all slow. The instructor knows this, right? But when you get between two cars that are parked on either side of you, you might have three feet from the side mirror to the car and here you are squeezing and looking and the steering wheels moving back and forth an inch and you want to make sure that you can squeeze by. Your anus tenses up. You're sitting there doing kegels in your vagina. You're so scared. And men are just flexing like they're chopping off a piece. And you got three feet on each side. Ain't that something? So as you get better and your judgment gets better, guess what? You're flying down the street. You probably got an inch on each side. You're not even paying no mind. Whoosh, you're going through. 
You're not even scared because you've been doing this thing for a while. You know this thing for a while. Experience teaches you so much. Deborah Costin, how are you? Everybody else doesn't see you because, you know, you're on Facebook, but I see you. And everybody say hi to Deborah. If you want to come on, you know, with everybody else, you can um, come back on YouTube, Lance Scurve. Yeah, I'm looking at the chat room real quick. Tracy J said, never get involved with coworkers. You know, Master Glam said, what, never? I had to learn my lesson three times messing with coworkers. Yes, I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. Right in the parking lot of the job, right in the storage room of the job, with all kind of crazy stuff. Lunchtime wasn't, yeah, lunchtime was lunchtime, but it wasn't no food involved. And then when you're not dealing proper, when something happens, you got to go to work and face this. And people pick up on what's going on. How come they never speak to each other? But yet and still, they leave out at lunch at the same time and go separate directions. Let's follow the both of them, knowing that you're going to meet up somewhere. <laughs> I know all them tricks from back in the days. Trust me. But it's not, it's not a good thing at the end of the day. It's really not a good thing anyway. If you're really involved with somebody, keep it off of the premises. Now you still keep it off. Don't, 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 don't use them little secret conference rooms, you know, for your little, little action. You got to question yourself in your life. What is it that's missing that you need this type of stimulation or situations or as they say, sorry for the profanity, but situations or situation shits. <laughs> and like it was said earlier, um, I'm not going to scroll up. I'm on the phone. I don't even want to touch the phone. I don't want to hit anything wrong. But it was said earlier in the chat room that social media basically has destroyed humanity. It destroyed, i add on to it, how we deal with each other. Um, it has aided in a lot of things, which is wonderful. But it has really destroyed a lot because it's overstimulation. We need to deal with people face-to-face, -face, get to know them. We know what we're all about, and maybe we can put our foot in that because it's easy to find someone if you both are honest. It's all about honesty. Stop duping people or trying to fool people to be something that you're not. You know, let's, let's be honest with each other, whether it's face-to-face, -face, because we can be deceptive. I'm just going to say all of these situations, too, also to play devil's advocate that we blame on social media, they've been around, but they didn't move as fast. Again, I'm going to say this. Let's take, let's go back. Let's go back to the 1700s, <laughs> right? Now we know slavery was going on and all that racism. Let's, for the, for, 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 for the sake of proving the point, remove all of that, right? Because we weren't free. Well, let's say we were living like the oppressors and we're so-called free. Now, if there was a man who went past the general store, you know, horse and buggy times, and saw a woman, he was married, she was married, how does he express interest in this woman? You couldn't just walk up, the whole town would know about it. They'd be gossiping. The eye contact, you act normal, good evening, how are you, whatever, it might take... 15 years for penis to get inside that vagina because they didn't have social media. They didn't have the society. Everything was traditional and strict. You didn't go hitting on the next man's wife, which is not a good thing anyway. As wild as I've been, I don't do or mess around like even girlfriends of, of friends of mine. I, 
as wild as I've been, it's, there's too many women out here. I got a bond with a friend of mine, and I'm going to go hit on this woman? No, you're a piece of shit then if you do something like that. You know what I mean? If you really love your brother. There's certain things that don't do. I don't care how gorgeous a, a sister is of one of my friends. I've had a friend of mine, real close, grew up with him on the same block. I went over there one day, and a sister came out, looking at me all different. She's a little older. And she's like, Lance, how could you not know that I always wanted you? What are you talking about? And I was young. And she come up and pressed up on me and laid a kiss on me. I was shocked. I was, you know, I could have threw it down. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get her off of me. No, I'm lying. I didn't want that, though. But I learned, that was my first lesson, like, I felt bad. She kissed me a little bit, and I kissed her back. But I, 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 I did push her away, like, where is this coming from? What is this all about? I said, don't you know I'm great friends with your brother? But it has nothing to do with it. No, I can't because in my mind, he going to think I'm coming around over there because I want to see his sister. Now, if it's righteous where, you know, there's a, a righteous attraction from the head, the top head, where this is a beautiful woman, yes, but I love her uh, 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 attributes, the ones you don't see, her integrity. I'm very attracted to that. I want to spend time with her. You can be open with that and still maintain the friendship with your friend because he knows you're respectable. Now, he may not dig it too tough knowing how you've been a dog with all these women out here. But, you know, there's always that time when different men have experimental periods in their life in those little wild days. Some have little wild days. Some have, you know, most of my life was damn wild days. And even if it wasn't really, and it was very intense. It was very intense. Like I said, I'm glad to have a clean bloodstream. I'm glad to have my sanity and a clear mind. So with those things that I've been through, when I talk about them, I'm not glorifying them. I'm just putting it out there so maybe some dude that may get caught up, he may be hip to the game of what can happen to check himself, to know where he's coming from, to understand what it is that he's feeling, that it may be passing out of a physical desire and not something that he wants to, you know, because when you see two people together, together till death do us part, it don't mean you're not, not together no more. You just parted where one left and went to the next dimension, but you still love that person. Wherever they are, they still love you. That's what we're supposed to be getting from this level right now, because laying down with a million women or a million men, you, you're not going to go to the next level with that. And I think that's something that's necessary. And if you got problems with what you're doing, work it out. You see, the divine plan is so evident. We got to go and do something different. You know what I mean? We got to go and try to, let, uh, excuse me if I'm saying the, the N word, we got to nigger rig it. Why we always got to go around, you see the instructions, and we got to go do something different. Why? Just, just follow the law. Submit to the divine law. Go out in nature and see how divine law works. But we always got to find a way to get around something. And that's the way we do in relationships. Yeah, I know she got 10 kids. Yeah, I know, you know, she's been living off of them stimulus checks and got welfare after yin-yang. Yeah, okay, welfare is needed for those who really need it. So I'm not knocking it. But you know these little welfare queens out here. You know what I mean? We got them out here. And these dudes who try to rationalize 
laying up with a person who has no ambition and they just breeding and not facing the consequences just so they can get in line and get a little shot and get a little 19 second feeling of an orgasm with them. And then what? Now you got to face the consequences. Man, all these baby daddies be coming around. I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? They be eyeing me up and down and hating on me. I know one of them too, man. We never got along in school, man. Next time that nigga come over, I'm going to shoot his ass. See, the drama, the Jerry Springer culture, what we've been degraded into in the system because we, we, we got away from the law. You know what I mean? Some, and, and, and some of the church folks, let's do some wordplay. They talk about, well, yes, I, I honor and worship the law, the Lord. The Lord, you better follow the law. Instead of talking about some Lord, that's an English name. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Talk about the true creator. The one who has the real power. Create hurricanes and cyclones and earthquakes. Created the universe. You, you see ants out here building together the anthills. They work together in unison. There is a law that is in their soul that they follow. They carry in a rock and in six inches, they'll walk to give it to the next one and they come back and get the other one. So that way one don't have to walk all the way through the yard with that little tiny rock that's a little too big for them, but they're strong enough to handle it to a point. There's an order. So when you're dealing with somebody, I'm not saying don't deal and become a stepdad, but it's bad enough dealing with a woman who don't have any children, has no history, a clean slate, never been married, it's hard enough. You're like, man, it's rare to find. Doesn't mean that if you're not that or have, don't have those on your resume presently that you're less of a catch. No, there's some beautiful, wonderful relationships that have come from the union of a man with a woman who has several children, but those are far and few between. I'm it's never smooth. No relationship is smooth anyway. It's smooth on them parts of lubricated and you moving like an engine in the bedroom. But other than that, when you hit the outside world, there's too many factors involved. So no matter what union you have and what the dynamics are of that relationship, there's going to be people jealous of you. There's going to be people who gossip behind your back and lie on you and bring lies to your mate to destroy her perception or his perception of you. It's going to be all of that going on. And you got to deal with that energy, even if you don't know it's happening. And they say that couples break up because of financial issues. That's another thing. Forget the cheating part. Some women are like, I know he cheats, but he pays the bills. I'm not suggesting to have that mentality, but that's the bottom line. There's so many things coming at us. We want to minimize that. We want to be honest, which means we have to do some soul searching, just like when you buy a new car. You looking at the new car you're going to buy off of the lot in a dealership. And it's been sitting out on the lot for a while. It's a brand new car. They started it up every single day. And you're so happy to get this brand new car. And you're ready to sit down and sign on the dotted line. And you, you ask the dealer, oh, man, I can't wait. So if we do the deal now, can I, um, can I drive it off? And he's like, no, 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 no. We've got to prep it. What you mean? Well, we have to clean it. We have to do this and you're gonna change your change your you just is a brand new car. We have to make armor off. I don't care. I want to get the car now. And they don't let you take it. 
you got to wait until they prep it. Even at the risk of losing the deal with you, they got to make sure it's right before they release it. How many of us make sure that we are right before we open ourselves up and lots of times open up the Pandora's box of demons that we walking around with with a smile and people are fooled? Boy, I used to walk around a whole lot of demons. And every now and then I got to knock one off my shoulder like, ah, are you still there? You know, you spray the roaches and the roaches are dead. And you see one limping across the floor. It's like, wait a second, I sprayed five hours ago. What are you doing still alive? Well, I was under the refrigerator eating all them food and that big piece of cheese that ro rolled over uh, macaroni and cheese from last Thanksgiving, fool. Well, here, boom. Feel these Timberlands. <laughs> so we have to be in a state where we're cleansing ourselves all of the time. We're checking for things. I see Mrs. Skurve in the yard up there on the property up on the mountain there. And when she gets the whole place, this is pretty big. She gets it straight. She walks around looking, looking for that thing that or that weed that's coming up. She ain't going to sit here and like, well, let it grow for another week. And then there's other weeds. Now you got a bunch of work for you. Get yourself in a certain position, a certain level of cleanliness, but always look within. That's where you have to meditate. You're looking to see what weeds are growing up slowly but surely. You know, dude might be OK in this relationship. He's sitting up on a computer one night. Doing his work. Bing! Something pops up. He can't even resist it. It pops up in his face. He sees his vagina and these hips and these thighs and this beautiful woman sucking on something. And he, he wants to move his hand to cut it off, but nobody is awake in the house. Nobody's up. And he starts looking at what maybe his wife may not have as far as the hips are concerned or the cup size and and now it becomes a regular thing. Now a wedge is driven between him and his wife because when he's with his wife, he's thinking about what he saw on the screen. I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about it. That's why I have no problem talking about these real things. And some of y'all who are listening are going to write me a note. Man, you was right about that. Man, it's so and so. Whatever it may be. Because I'm free now. I'm not walking around fronting. I've done some things. I'm telling you, I've done some things, so I know. But brothers, no matter how charming a woman is and the exterior she gives to you, be careful. And it also goes for the women. But you understand that we're talking about this particular situation right now. And I could have gone deeper, and I will go deeper. And I gave a lot of analogies, and I'm going to wrap it down soon. But that's what it is. You know, there's a lot of deception going on out here. And there are a lot of people out here who become what they know that you want so that you, they can get in for whatever reason. Doesn't mean that you have to be paranoid because there are a lot of wonderful people out here. And I will say that when you meet someone, no matter who it is, you got to get to know their family. You got to see how the family interacts because there's a lot of dysfunctions out here. And I can tell you, it's like... When I would date people or even mess around with them, I'm like, man, this is a this is Adam's family up in here with it. <laughs> These are the monsters. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here dating Marilyn. And I'm her, that's your daddy, Herman Monster. <laughs> that's, that's your that's your uncle drinking, sucking the sucking a, a, a put a straw in a ketchup. And, nah, y'all are weird. So that means Marilyn got something jacked up about her too. And it's not about judging. 
Because if I was to be judged as a human being, I'd fall short. But if you are going to bring your life force, if you're going to commit to someone, if you're going to commit to a situation, you have the right to go up under the hood, check the tires, take it for a test drive, do what you got to do until you're certain in your heart that this is the right situation for you. And that goes across the board with any situation, but more so when you're dealing as a man with a single woman and you that has children and you're considering marrying her. Now, don't think. I'm going to throw another one in there now on you. Don't think because that woman might be retired. She might have been married and maybe her husband passed away. Because there's a lot of those situations where you got some jacked up women that you think, well, it wasn't because they had problems. He died. Oh, no, don't think you have a clean slate. You have some jacked up women who put that man in the grave because they aggravated him so much. And the kids may not be kids anymore. They're offspring. They're her children, but they're grown. And they may still have the attributes of the father that she annoyed and put in the grave. Get a man a heart attack, whatever. Aggravation. Things can happen out of nowhere. Well, he was perfectly healthy. He just had a checkup. His arteries were clear. His, his the, the, you know, the, the, the bad fats were low. And he just up and died. And some people go to sleep and never wake up. You know, and that's on the spiritual level. I think there's a lot of things in this world that we just don't know about that we're just not aware of. You know, I know in my life, I'm not saying on the health level, well, yeah, you know, on the bloodstream level, I've dodged some bullets. There's no way that I'm that good. Because I've known women who two years and three years after being with me, if you know what I mean, I'll keep it decent. Hey, Skirt, man, you know that, that, that chick you was messing with that time, you know? Remember she came around town, you know, she was visiting her family, right? And she was there for two weeks, man. And you was nailing that every day. Yeah, yeah, what's up with that, man? You know, she got AIDS. Oh, my God. How long? Well, we don't know how long, man, but she, she got the monster, man. And I go run check myself. I'm like, all right. I'm like, oh, man. That happened several times to me. And sometimes at a good enough distance, there's a girl I was messing around with in 1982 for a short time. And half the gym, I found out, you know what I mean? You know, because dudes for, for that kind of release, they'll be like, she'll be like, oh, you know, this is between you and me. Keep this a secret. I'm friendly with all of the other guys here, but it's, it's special between me and you. And you be, okay, okay. Oh, my God. She put her lips on me and took me to heaven. I'm going I'm to keep this going. No matter what it looks like, we're just friends with the other guys. And she bowling all the other guys. It was so bad that a dude... Messed with her too that I knew. And she finished coming from another dude's house, man. And, and my friend went down on her. And guess what came out of her? Oh, man, I hate to, I hope y'all are not eating. But some of these women I know can be very vicious. So check yourself. So that older woman who had, who's retired now and the husband died and the kids are grown. A lot of times you may have hell with those types thinking, well, the kids are grown. It's not always the kids that are grown. It could be that woman. So you apply the same security measures so you don't have to go through aggravation when you find out certain things. And your best deal, and I'm going to say this, in favor of the single mother who may have several kids, who is holding it down but may have certain issues, if she can tell you everything about her, good and bad, 
all of her jacked upness, if she can tell you this, and you can see that she's telling you the truth. Her girlfriends are sitting around and say, yeah, you know, she's a little fast something back in the day. That's how she got that first child. But, you know, she tried and this other guy broke her heart. And, whatever. and honesty, no matter who you are and what your situation is, if you're honest, that goes a long way. Even if you weren't living a pristine life years ago and you face the consequences of your choices. You see, so it's never really where we got to rag you. You see what I mean? And um, you, that's what I'm trying to say, Queen V. And that goes both ways. This is a different era that we're living in. You don't know. It doesn't mean if you were imprisoned that you're a bad person. It could have been a bad circumstance. It could be something where you're innocent. It could be something you made a bad choice. But you need to check up. Look, before we move forward, please tell me if I'm wrong. But before we move forward in this union, we seem to be interested. We're not wasting any time. Listen, tell me, is there anything that I need to know? Is there anything that you're hiding? Okay? No? Okay. We're going to go to the next step. And this is what we both do. We need to do this. Break out your licenses. Have your license run. Okay? Have the license run. Do a background check. Just like you both go and go to get an HIV check. Do a background check too. The brothers, you talk about you want to get with this woman and you talk about you make over six figures, but you're only making 30,000, which you can stretch if you're wise with a little bit of money. But don't let her find out. Let her know and be upfront and honest. Run the background check. She got to do it too. Run your credit check. There are dudes that have gotten with women and, and, and their credit was smashed. They weighed more than the credit score. That's bad. They weighed more than the credit score. Right? Now, I know one dude it didn't apply to because he was like about 800 pounds. So <laughs> that's the way it is. Do you have any health issues? There are a lot of people who know they, have, they got something that down through the years, it may get worse. And, and you know, they want to put that on somebody. Be honest in the beginning check each other out on all levels. We are living in a world that is so different than what it used to be. And we need to know everything. There might be some small detail of something that you forgot. You know, there's something minor that you forgot. I won't, I won't hold that against you. But the major things, because you have to ask yourself, is your love worth that? Is your commitment worth that? Or do you, or are you satisfied in shortchanging yourself? You know, there's a lot of people out here with low self-esteem that, yeah, okay, okay, I'll get with you. I don't have to check anything. I trust you. I know things will work all right. Love will work it out. It don't work that way. Ain't that much of love in the world? Because love is not something you just say. Love is an action word. If you say you love your car, that don't mean you love it before the creator or over the creator. But if you say you love your car, why is it sitting in the garage dirty? No, no oil change. Tires flat. Right? If you love your vehicle, you don't even have to tell me you love your vehicle and that you're committed to the upkeep of that vehicle by the way you treat it. The same thing with men and women, how they treat each other in relationships. Same thing. You're a woman. It doesn't mean that the woman has to cook for the man. 
it's not a, you know, that's traditionally the way it is, but men can cook for women. Whichever way you divvy out your relationship and allocate what, who does what. Now, Mrs. Skurve does not expect, right now she's up in the, in the yard, up at the property, you know, planting seeds and all these seeds that she brought back when she, when she was in America, she ordered all of these seeds. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I think if, if the creator makes another garden of Eden, he might be hitting up Mrs. Skurve you know, for seeds that he doesn't have. That's just a joke, God. I'm just joking. Hello? Lance. Who is this? This is God. Wow, God, you called me. What's up, God? I need some seeds from Mrs. Skurve. I ran out. You know, there's more life on other planets farther away than you could imagine. So I need some this, I need some that. Mrs. Skurve, God's on the phone. What you been smoking? Listen, get them seeds together. You know what I mean? But we have to make sure we're transparent and honest with someone who has been transparent and honest with us. Don't put everything on the table and you're not getting anything in return. And you talk to them about this. You can even play this part of the video over. We're going to run this license. We're going to run our credit. We're going to check. We're going to get, we're going to check up our credit, uh, our health history, and we're still going to go on and get a checkup together. How are you going to swap fluids and swap crop sauce with somebody and you don't know what's in their bloodstream? I never asked that question decades ago when I was doing all this stuff, right? That's why I'm, I know I'm here for a purpose. I should be dead right now according to the odds. But you're going to do all of that and not know? See, back in the day, there weren't things around so dangerous where you can die from it. You see what I mean? Like, like things are different now. AIDS? Oh my God. Herpes? Herpes, herpes like was a two-punch combo. Herpes was the warm-up for AIDS. AIDS was around from the late 70s, but when herpes came out, it prepped us like, I can catch that and never, never. And there are many people I know who have herpes and they're dealing with it and the different outbreaks. It, 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 the whole scale of thing, it's not as bad. I hate to say that, but really, you ain't dying from herpes. It may stress your immune system a little bit because you're dealing with that, but you can manage with that and be honest. But what was it, like 83, 82, 83? Herpes and I know 83. AIDS was like official, even though it was Carposi sarcoma from 79 around that time. And that, that's that dangerous period when something new comes out. You don't know what it is. And you're going on with business as usual. Tell me this. Why is it that we had more coverage of AIDS in 83, 84, Live Aid and these, you know, these concerts and now we don't hear anything about it in the newspapers? Why don't we hear about that? This is something that's definitely going to kill you, right? But yet and still they have something else come out from China. I got to be careful how I say it. And we don't know what's up with that. But they have something for it for you to take. All these decades with AIDS being around and there's no cure, guess what? Make the Pope or the president or one, one of the royal family get AIDS. They're going to be cured because I believe they have a cure for that. But those regular folk out here, no matter how much money you make, you ain't getting it. So you got to be careful with, with who you deal with, how you deal with, and, and, and open it up. Because when you open up to each other and you have that kind of relationship where you know that you have a 
firm foundation and you understand the principles that you both share, no matter what the situation, who has kids and who doesn't, that's something that you can build on. But if it's a shaky foundation, it's just a matter of time before things are not going to work out because the higher you go up, it's like a building. You know, you have a shaky foundation. It's a one-story building. It's not going to be that bad. You go a couple of years before you realize that the foundation is not too strong. But the deeper you go into building and you build this structure, five stories, 10 stories, 25 stories, it's going to be like the leading tower of Pisa, right? Because it's not going to be able to hold up. So when you have a relationship that's built on honesty, integrity, trust, commitment, you can do great things together. And it would be a beautiful thing to experience. But it's so easy to meet someone. And I've learned this. I've known this. I've been through this. But I would drive the bus and I'd see two people talking, exchanging numbers. Three years later, they got two kids. And I think about the time I say, hey, you know, I, I remember when you first started talking. And look at the beautiful children you have. But remember, when you drive a bus, it's not just the people on the bus that you deal with. You're driving up and down. And you're seeing everything in the street. You're seeing most of your passengers that are regular walking down the street, coming out the store, getting in the car. You know what I mean? So now you see the dude walking six feet behind the woman, and she's cussing. The two kids, they're walking now, and they're not getting along. And then you see the female. One day, she might get on the bus. This is what I've experienced. And she's got glasses on, dark glasses. And from the side, you can see she's covering up a black eye. You see what I mean? And then you see the dude somewhere cracked out, drunk. You see him bent over the car, getting arrested. And another day, maybe two months from now, and you put two and two together. Like, oh, wow. I can see what happened. Where was the deception when they first met? How did this happen? There's a crack in the foundation. Because you both have got to submit to divine law, whether you want to admit to this or not. You both have got to submit to divine law to make this thing work. And the creator can make a situation work that doesn't seem like it'll work, but you both must submit to that. If you don't, it's a recipe for disaster. If you're a man who meets a woman who won't and refuses to do so, it's not about you. It's about what she submits to. And you also, you'll never have a, a, a challenge that you can't get over. You're going to have challenges now. You're going to have them big time but you'll have a way where you both together can sort them out. And, and that's, you know, we, we're afraid to say God now, right? I say creator not to insult a person who's in, in Islam or Christianity. I just sit in this overall thing. I'll say God. You don't submit to that, ain't nothing going to work out. You'll be out of control. And that's just the final word. And I'm not saying God in the European sense now. I'm just saying it for a, a, a sense of verbal shorthand. I'm not trying to preach to anybody. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Wait now, when you say Queen Queen V, I want to know how many bumps you got too. Bumps, which you oh oh bumps. <laughs> the bumps mean something. You know what I mean? You know, you might be good on your diet <clears throat> and say, you know, I gotta have a little piece of that cake, you know, and your skin's looking good and smooth, but you got a wedding to go to. You know, it's one of your girlfriend's wedding, you have to dress ready and everything. You're in the wedding. And so here it is on Thursday night, late night, you eat this piece of cake and you're like, you get up in the middle of the night to go pee and you're like, the refrigerator is calling you. You go in there and get some more. You forget about it. Then Friday comes and Saturday is the next day with the wedding. And guess what? You wake up on Saturday morning with a big behind pimple right on your nose. Right on your nose. Or worse, your body will tell you and tell on you 
you'll get a pimple right where your nose is, where the crease is, before your cheek begins. You can't even pop the bad boy. You don't even have enough time to pop it and get away with it. And it's a big one, white. Oh, man, what do you do? Pictures are going to be taken. See, when your system is not right, when you're not right, it always comes out in an inopportune time and reveals to the world what you've been doing in the middle of the night with that fridge and that piece of cake in there. Let that be a lesson. Let that be a lesson. Instead of saying, you know what? Let me be honest. I want to eat that cake so bad, but my skin's looking good. I'll gobble up all the cake I want after the wedding. Let all the pimples fly. Wake up all the pimples on Sunday Sunday in the evening and eh, morning, you good because you already did what you had to do. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this down. And it's been so good to talk to you. I know there's things that I missed out on or didn't say. And I say, like, after I hit the button, it's like, ah, I forgot to say it. Great point. It's always that way. So that's why in subsequent shows, we always, um, let me move this thing down here. Okay. <laughs> Your body tells on you, that's for sure. What y'all said, that's the truth. I'm not going to get too fancy with all the music and stuff through the phone, you know, um, because this phone's like will freeze up on you. I did a show one time, and um, yeah, your body will get upset with you. I did a show one time when um, I did it through the phone. I had a power outage, and it wouldn't cut off. It just stayed on. People were like, didn't you say you were like getting on? I said, yeah, I'm trying to hit these buttons because this particular pro, this system. If I cut the phone off, it's in the cloud. The show will still go on. It'll be silent unless you're on there. So anyway, I, I want to do it the fancy way like I always do, but I'm a little leery of that. But I might try. Let me see. I, I just might try. <laughs> I can't just go out and say, bye, everybody, and that's it. No, I, I, I can't do that. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to hit the music on, let it play for a minute or two, cut it off, and I'll be back with content later on. And um, I have a few things to do. You know, Mrs. Skurve fell asleep and she was like, eh. Yeah, I was like, okay, let her sleep. She was supposed to come on yesterday, but it is what it is. And I just want to thank everybody for coming through. I loved it. And I can't believe I talked for an hour and 46 minutes nonstop. You know, I think I'm a little touched. <laughs> oh, and these people around here think I'm a madman because there was a guy, he lives like kind of down the block, but he's friends with somebody in this building. And he was like, I heard you two o'clock in the morning. You were talking. It could not have been a conversation because the person couldn't get a word in. What were you doing? I had to explain. He just didn't understand. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Let me hit this song. It may take a few seconds to come on, and I'm going to sign everything out, and we will vibe later on. And understand, I still haven't made the new Patreon yet with the adult content of these experiences that I go into a detail but I am going to do it tonight, and I'm going to create something tonight, and I have something to offer to you um, tomorrow. And again, you'll get more than you anticipated. It'll be a whole different trip. The shadow world of Landscurve. <laughs> All the worlds I passed through many years ago coming up, and not, not just it's not going to be just graphic stuff, but I'm going to have to tell you what it is. There's a lot of lessons in it, a lot of spiritual lessons in it, a lot of things to increase your vibration, but we have to go there. Because one thing that I've learned coming up, and especially working in jails and prisons, I've learned my, my, my best lessons there. My father always taught me the best lessons from young. 
but but seeing people and speaking to them when you're going to work. And I was one who just didn't sit on the other side of the bars or the other side of the fiberglass and just feed them and run and that's it. I, when I got to work, I did what I had to do paperwork wise and I go right into the day room and I'm sitting around about 80, 90 dudes, depending on the classification, like that murdered people, that raped people, those kinds stayed away from me, right? But we talked some deep talk and I've learned some life lessons and it helped me even more so with my personal discipline because I've seen a lot of sorrow, sadness, despair. At the same time, I brought a lot of uh, uh, feeling of hope and motivation to people who didn't have any. So I guess that was my training ground. I've always been talkative, but when you're talking to 90 people and they all ask you questions or jumping in or whatever, it's like a sparring session that you have and you have 10 different sparring partners and you go 10 rounds each, that's 100 rounds. So that builds up your stamina and ability to think and deal with multiple mindsets and also multiple spirits because there are a lot of people that I talked to that didn't like the things that I said. Oh man, it is hopeless, Manny. Man, these bitches ain't no good. This world ain't no good. When you die, that's it. Blah, 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 blah. Negativity. So what do you do? You gotta show them love. You gotta show them long suffering. You gotta find the common denominator with them from which to work with, but it's not gonna happen overnight. You see what I mean? So there's a lot of tactics that way. Let me hit this song. Let me shut up. I'm talking too much. <laughs> That's what it is. But anyway, much love to you all. Take care. And I have some stuff for you later on. I'm actually going to get something to eat and go work on it right now. So let, later on, we're going to have a busy evening. Take care, y'all. Much love. If it ever comes on, <laughs> this phone is so slow. No, you know what? Asking for help, okay, but go. nothing seems to work on you. Yeah.
Yeah. 